check, check, check. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Once again, we're back to win. Uh, it's again, it's just me, but I got some great coffee for you. I got some great cannabis. These are all, every episode has been a little bit different. I'm a fan of this podcast. This is the Cannabis Coffee Hour with me, Rob Cantrell. Uh, I've been listening. I've been learning, I've been asking around, um, and I've just been trying to figure it out because I love doing this podcast, and what I'm finding is, uh, what's cool about it is it's different coffees, and I could talk about that all day long, and then I am doing this with the Bluetooth again, because uh, I had this little toggle piece that was for, if you don't know, I'm doing all of this myself, I did the logo, I've been recording this on my phone. I've been uh, editing it in GarageBand on an old uh, MacBook Mini. I think that may be from 2007, uh, but uh, but it's it's hanging in there. And I get to, you know it opens up GarageBand and I can fuck with it. Mm. But today we got a great coffee. This is called. I'm sipping on it. It's in the afternoon. It's hot. This is iced coffee. I made my own old, my own cold brew. Uh, this is Wicked Joe's Organic Coffees. And I got a blue bag. This is Organic Fair Trade Big House is what it's called. That kind of scares me with the whole jail thing. Uh, man, jail is not cool. Uh, but this is Roasty and Raucous with sweet notes of caramel and citrus. This is a really good coffee. This is roasted in in Maine, and I got this via uh, Fresh Direct. If you like this, I recommend this coffee. This is Wicked Joe's, and it's at a good price point, and it's very flavorful, and it's, you know, I could tell high-end, low-end. This is, this is, for the price point, let's say, okay, I got this bag for... A, almost a pound for eight ninety nine. That's really fucking uh, cheap. I think maybe even cheaper. You can get it online, but uh, but it's freshly roasted in Maine, and they sell it online. They got a great website. I'm checking it all out. They're very all about uh, fair trade. And it's a, it's a mom and pops, it's a small business. So you'd be supporting a American small business. If you're listening to this in other countries, cool, cool, cool. Uh, but I am about small businesses. I think, I think that's where it's at, man. Especially with the internet and everybody being able to, instead of everybody, you know, uh, what is it? Amazon and, and Walmart and these big, huge corporations. You know, you could put up a website almost just as good as theirs if you have a small business. And if it's good, you know, people are going to find it out, man. Uh, you know, the cream does rise to the top. Now, I did listen to this podcast. The sound quality was a little tin canny, but I'm not going to talk about it. This is good to go, and I'm rocking it with my Bluetooth. Uh, it's not Bluetooth. It's like this headset that I got. Instead of, it's an alternative to the pods that people put in their ear. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's, and then somebody gifted me some cannabis 
that is grown outside. I'm really excited to hear. I've been getting in an argument with my friend Mookie, and I I know a lot of people uh, that how outdoor is not as good as indoor, and it doesn't have the punch. I'm not looking to get fucking punched in the face with my weed. I mean, sometimes I can. I can handle it. I've smoked some of the best in the world. I've smoked with some of the, you know, the biggest smokers out there. But I do like me some homegrown fucking just not super hydro funked out, flexed out shit. I just like the the way it's supposed to be. But I will say that it smells fresh. It has more of a it definitely has more of a shake feel. It's more crisp. I mean, it was gifted, so I don't know if this was, you know, the cream of the crop. But somebody just gave me a big wad of it. And uh, that's what's great about pot. People give it to you. Um, because the shit does get expensive if you're smoking all the time. You have to watch out for that. And you got to figure out ways to around it. That's what it is with this. And coffee does, too. So <clears throat> with this... I am. I just want to teach you how to get by, um, and still be able to smoke cannabis and have some coffee. But uh, I made my. I like I said. I make my own cold brew, all the time. I have been buying those pre-bottled ones, and I'll do a review of that. I crushed a whole bottle. I don't know. It's Calava. I don't know what it's called. Is they make almond milk as well, but it comes in a big black bottle, and I do like it, but. I, I made my own cold brew and it just fucking, it just tastes better. It's just, you know, that pre, that, that other stuff, I don't know. I, I could just tell. Maybe I'm a snob. I don't know, but I could just tell. But I do like that stuff. It's, I, you can get it like a bottle of it for like seven bucks and it does the trick and it gets jacked up. But since doing this podcast, I can taste what's good and what's not. And I made my own cold brew. So what you do, you get a French press. You put tents. You grind up the beans if you have an electric dr- grinder. Electric grinder are pretty cheap. You can check them out online or wherever. Grind the beans. They say to do it a rough grind. But I don't know. You, you can get it somewhere into like... You just don't want it super powder dust. But, you know, grind it for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Stop. Do it again for one, two, on the on the little electric button grinder. And get it like that. And then you just do it the night before. So the night before, I'll take my French press, and you take, you take it and you put it in your electric grinder. It's actually the top of the electric grinder, and they're pretty standard, these electric grinders. And I've found that they're pretty much the easiest thing you can get, and they're kind of the Ford model electric grinder and uh, a personal electric grinder is really it, it it'll change it'll change the game because then you can get beans wherever you want you know and do it however you want but you know you grind it up and then the night before before I go to bed I make the coffee I put it and I just run cold water over it fill it up to the top put it in the refrigerator and over you they say it takes six hours but the more hours that you have, the more good of a coffee you have. So if you want to do it, you know, at 4 o'clock, 4.20, the day before, by the morning, you'll have a bomb-ass fucking jug of iced coffee. That will give you, like, five, six cups of coffee, especially if you're rocking a good ice machine. I do have a good ice machine, and I have these plastic tumblers. I love these...
I love these plastic tumblers. And here's the that's Wicked Joe's. That's the plastic tumbler. So I got a I got the Wicked Joe's coffee, this main bean. They got a the, the font is dope. It's got the silver. And then uh, I got my glass one hitter that's been cleaned out because uh, I ran out of herbs, so I resined out a few times. Um, but no, this thing's clean and mean, ready to rock and roll. And uh, so I'm going to have some cannabis, uh, and then I'm going to drink some more coffee. And then we're going to wrap it out, up about life and all of that, man. I really love, love, love getting letters from everybody. If you want to email me, email me at uh, contact at robcantrell.com and tell me what you think of the podcast. Tell me what your coffee situation, what you're fucking with. I want to do diner coffee. We're going to, we're going to take this to the next level. I can feel it. Uh, I just need to keep going and keep going on and keep putting these up. Uh, the last couple, I know the quality is going to get better, but I am circling the wagons and getting people involved. And there was a point where I was like, Hey, let me take a couple weeks off and rethink everything. But I don't know. This is the same way I approach stand up. I never took any stand up. I just go, I just go, go, go and figure it out a lot from mistakes. (laughs) So maybe you'll learn from my mistakes, but, uh, but I think eventually we're going to get there and this thing is going to be, uh, you know, top, 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 or at least, uh, one of my favorite, it's already one of my favorite podcasts and I don't, I don't even like listening to myself, but I just dig the concept. I want to stay positive and keep it positive, uh, and keep it honest. And also, you know, just, just let it all out. But I am going to have some of this under the sun grown, uh, cannabis here. Let's see what this is all about. I think this strain is bubble gum. That's what somebody told me. Now I do have a rap video. If you want to check it out on YouTube called bubble gum. And, uh, it's one of my favorite ones, but it's really just me rapping about bubble gum. Let's see. Bubble gum leafly. And this weed is from Massachusetts. The word is Massachusetts getting fully legal and almost to the point where there's like real dispensaries where you can just go in and you know, you could check whether you want a hybrid or an indica. Okay. 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 Oh, the creative is a little down. Um, but it's very relaxed, happy, euphoric. Let's see. Is this an indica? Uh, original bubblegum was developed by growers in Indiana. From there, the genetics moved to New England. That's where this is from. And eventually to Holland. It took many generations to finally produce a stable bubblegum with the uh, characteristics of a sweet smell and a euphoric high. All right. Uh, the winner, two awards of the Cannabis Cup in 94 and second place in 95 and 99. Wow. Cool, cool, cool. Um, It's definitely not harsh. 
and it's definitely yeah it's uh I like that it it you know I can tell you know as a as a person that has smoked a lot of hydroponic a lot of designer top shelf strains there's something about outdoor that I like this is not overpowering I might not even get that high I don't know we'll see we'll see how well oh no it's starting to creep a little bit (laughs) I can feel a little something but it does feel like I don't know smoking some weed of your funky aunts back in the day I am, but yeah, it is relaxing. I have to say, that's the number one effect. It doesn't tell me if this is a hybrid. I mean, if it's a sativa or indica. But my my guessing, my guessing, this may be an indica. This might be an indica couch. So we might have a very. Um, taste is amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Portland, Seattle. It's way up to Oregon. Yeah, this is, uh, it's good. But I don't know. It, it definitely tastes like just some really good, just basic. Not, I, I hate saying the word basic, but this is just some, tastes like some homegrown outdoor cannabis. And it tastes great, man. It's organic. <laughs> That's what Wicked Joe's says. The biggest part of this Wicked Joe's thing is it says it's organic. But isn't everything kind of organic? Not everything. I do know that things are made in the lab. Um, so, yeah, this is definitely... I could. T- that's what you want with organic. Organic, you want to taste some dirt. That's what I got here. I am tasting some real dirt. That's, that's what you know... You messing with Mother Earth is the one you could taste the dirt. It's like if I like I was talking about like the you know some of those like you know sometimes Seven Eleven has like ninety nine cent iced coffee product like it's not even real iced coffee it looks like just some chemical sludge that has gotten shot full of caffeine. Um, and you taste it and just it it's just too distinct, you know. But when I'm drinking Wicked Joe's, this organic, I mean, I know most things are organic, but organic, fair trade. And then I looked on their website and it's a small business. You know, it's a, it's, they literally started in 2003 and it's a roasting house in Maine. It's a married couple. Uh, I don't want to shout them out too much in case there's cavity creeps out there checking out this podcast, but you could check out, I mean, you could look, let's check it. Um... But yeah, they got great, great coffee. And you can just, oh, their logo is sick. Whoever the graphic designer is, shout out. They got a sick coffee mug. That's how you do it. They got a simple website, Wicked Joe's Organic Coffee. And uh, it's the price point is spot on. Now, they are talking about fair trade a lot. Uh, Non-GMO, that's what I'm talking about. Get those GMOs out of here, yo. Uh, I wonder if if Starbucks and Dunkin's got some GMOs. I don't know. That would, if you got some GMOs in your coffee beans, that's some pretty evil beans. Now this is wicked. Is wicked evil? 
Or is evil wicked? That's that's what I'm thinking about. Because I was thinking, wicked is kind of cool. I was thinking about, uh, uh, Ice Cube had this song called Wicked. We could probably look it up on YouTube. I, 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 I get worried about playing people's music that I don't know, that I don't own the rights to. Uh, but Ice Cube had this song, Wicked. It had a crazy video because it had the Red Hot Chili Peppers. But it was kind of like... It was kind of punk rock. I think it had like a really... I get wicked. I think I... I don't know. I forget. Man. Ice Cube. Wicked. Ice Cube. This... and it, But it had the Red Hot... It had Anthony Kiedes and Flea. Um, but I remember the video being pretty sick. Now, it did say there's a lot of clean versions. I guess this is back when... I guess they were cussing it up. Um, oh, yeah. That's what was cool about this. This is that album Ice Cube was kind of like underhandy weed. Well, he's always been down with the herbs. He's got a great song, Smoke Some Weed, Ice Cube, and it has like that Indian sample. Whoever produced that shit. And it sounds like, Smoke Some Weed. That sample, uh, but that was a different song, but that's called Smoke Some Weed that Ice Cube put out. But I... You know, Ice Cube is a sick lyricist. A, he's just a really good writer um, because he wrote most of the NWA lyrics. And then his solo work, like his his first solo album that's produced by the Bomb Squad, his first, Ice Cube's first album, dude, it is insane. It's like one of the best hip-hop albums ever. And it's produced, the music, the beats are produced by the the crew that did Public Enemy's first three albums, The Bomb Squad. And that was like... And I don't think that style of production will ever be able to be mass-produced ever again. That was some junkyard dog, like... That's when the sample game, when hip-hop evolved, and they started using samples. Run DMC used a few samples, but they would use like one or two. But the next generation, Public Enemy would, you know, their production team, they must have had like three or four DJ engineer types that would just, I guess the Bomb Squad, they just pop, pop, pop. They chop up all these different samples. And uh, actually, this this strain of herb is great. I am, <laughs> I am uh, lifted. Like, I thought I was going to have to smoke a lot of this stuff, but actually, I don't want to smoke much more. So, yeah, Massachusetts has got it going on. This is, uh, to the break of dawn, this is outdoor grown. I took like one, I have a, like you guys know, I got my, my classic chillum, just a glass simple chillum, which is a great way to sample and taste cannabis uh, if you keep it clean and if you just want to smoke a small amount, which, you know, I don't overpower it. I'm not Captain Dab Fresh. I'm not Bong Hit Master but I will, I do love me a classic bong hit though. <laughs> Just some old school one foot um, bong hits are killer. I mean, actually, okay, I gotta, I gotta, uh, I'm, I'm going off far on a tangent. Let's finish up on the Ice Cube, the Bomb Squad. Uh, Ice Cube's first album, which is America's Most Wanted with a KKK symbol. It's crazy. Ice Cube America. Cause most want now this shit, man. This has got some crazy funky ass beats, man. 
Um, this was by the Bomb Squad, and the cover's amazing. The artwork's amazing. This is just this is just one of the most classic hip hop albums ever, and the production is not what you think, man. It's like got skits in between it. It's uh, the songs are crazy. I remember going. There's this one song about him going to the projects, and he didn't. It's all about him hanging out in a crack house that he didn't know was going to be a crack house, but he was going to his friend's house, and it ended up being kind of like a crack house. And he was like, "Oh my god, I gotta get out of here." Um, but I just, I don't. The song was good. I haven't heard it around, but I just remember the beat to that song is especially funky. Like, oh, that thing is rad but this whole album uh, a lot of people like death certificate and even the other ones um but the most america's most wanted was his i mean that thing look 96 percent people i don't know google's crazy i just looked it up on google and it, i don't know what this is like the google standard of this album 96% people like this album. <laughs> yeah, it's like, if you like hip-hop, you're going to love this album. This album. Because, Ice, okay, Ice Cube's voice, his tone is fucking rough, rugged, dope. And his deliverance is so confident. Like, a lot of hip-hop and rapping and even doing stand-up is being confident. Dude, 96% of the game is confidence. And that confidence comes to the delivery. And the deli- it just sounds better. It just When you're in the cut and you're confident and you're like, I know this shit is funky and I know what other shit's out there, but this shit is the funkiest. When you know that, it just, it sounds better. It has a better, it just has a better delivery and tone. So Ice Cube has that. But then his writing is good. That's the other thing. His writing, you know, he's got, you know, he wrote most of N.W.A.'s first album. I mean, Easy e the, uh, that all those songs, uh, Boys in the Hood, that's an amazing, amazing song. And a, wow, that song and the simple, it's just a simple production. That's what's so crazy, man. That's what I like about this podcast. It's the simple production. By using simple production with a lot of heart and soul and pushing it forward, man, something, it could come out really good. You know, you the, it's almost like the more you dress things up or the more money is involved, the simpler of the design makes execution a lot better. And uh, that I'm talking about the boys in the head. This was not a simple design. America's Most Wanted. This is the Bomb Squad. And they sampled so much. And this is when labels, smaller labels, were getting away with using... They were just... Hip-hop was so hot and selling so good. They were just, you know, in these in these engineers and, and uh, DJs started, you know, coming up. And there was no real laws for, are you allowed to scratch? Because it's not, you know, all the songs that he's taking whatever beat or whale or R&B, whatever he's doing, it's not that song. He's just using an angle of that song. It's it's a lot like collage. Like I saw some collages. I did a show at Come On Everybody for this uh, podcast, Come Down, which are these younger dudes, but from DC, three dudes, and they're super nice and super cool. Shout out Stav and Adam. 
um, who let me stop by and do a comedy set. But uh, I don't know how I ended up on that. <laughs> but uh, man, I did get super high. But I did their show. But oh, it was a simple setup. You know, it's a, a popular podcast that's just a simple setup. And the show was at this little punk rock venue. And it held like, you know, 100 people. And it was just so simple. And so you, if you have it, but if it, everything works with the simple, it's like a bed and breakfast. Like some bed and breakfasts are terrible. But if you've got a good bed and breakfast, man, like they're hooking up your eggs with like, you know, not just fucking bacon, but like peppered bacon or, you know, a really good turkey bacon. I like bacon, but lately I've been cutting it out. I've been really cutting back on the meat lately. It's just, dude, I just gotta be honest, I'm 46, man. You know, just I could just tell if I ate a hamburger or not. That's just straight up. But I do like them, and I do think I need them now and then. And then, uh, but I get tired of chicken too. Last night I just had a rice and bean burrito, but they gave me the green sauce. It's all about the green sauce. With Mexican food or tacos or burritos, you gotta get the green sauce, man. When you get that green sauce, you can make, I mean, you know, and it was a vegetarian burrito, and you just want that flavor, and the beans and the rice fills you up. Um, but it was amazing, and, and it was kind of late. It was like, I had the burrito at 10.30, but I could digest it easy. Like, if that was a steak, like, I might have been gone to bed, but I don't know, it could have ended up wrong. I just can tell. I've been eating better, uh, been doing my peanut butter milkshakes, peanut butter, banana, turmeric, cinnamon, and I ran out of honey, so I'm using that, that artificial sweetener, but it's not, it's from the cactus, what's that stuff, that cactus, I, there's a bottle of that in the kitchen, and I've never used it, I think we made, had it for like making cookies or something, but I've been sweetening my uh, shake with that in the morning. And then today I did the full spectrum. I did the, I worked out, actually went to my gym and I just did 20 minutes on the row machine. And then I did nine pull-ups and then I left. <laughs> that's how, that's how, like I went hard for three days. I did, like I was doing, I was doing like 17 minutes on the row machine and then doing 17 minutes on the super climber, like the super elliptical, like the like the one you got to really lift your knees, like almost the Stairmaster fresh. Um, I was doing that. So that was like, that's almost like 35 minutes of hard, weird cardio that works your core. And then I did was doing pull-ups. But then yesterday I took the full day off. I didn't, I had a bunch of shit I had to do. Um, and I just, you know, there was no working out. I didn't meditate. I didn't work out. Um, I didn't meditate. I didn't work out. What was the other one? Did I stretch? No, I didn't stretch. But today I did the full gamut. I did the yoga. I got a yoga playlist on my Spotify that's all like Pink Floyd and uh, more Chiba and uh, some Grateful Dead and some Widespread Panic and some, these are like, you know, acoustic, oh, a, lot, a couple of fish songs and then some, some like uh, 
some instrumental, like, electro. They were off the meditation playlist. I had this one cool play. They got a, a bunch of cool playlists on Spotify for yoga. And, the, you know, it's all that no, new agey, like, world music. But I did, I got into it. But, you know, I don't, I don't want, like, a whole, like, while I'm stretching, I like to mix it up. So I want, you know, something else. Like, I don't want it all, you know, you know, you know, throw a Green Day song in there or something, you know, because it's just stretching, you know, yoga's like, everybody's like, you got to do tantric yoga, you got to do hot yoga, you got to do yoga, um, you know, yoga's just stretching, yo, and getting a dope ass mat, and you know, I do my move, uh, child's pose, into cat dog th- no cat where you do your back like the cat and then you stick out your gut and your butt that one's a good stretch and then I go into the my cobra my cobra game is fucking sick man I'll sit there I got it I mean that just helps my back I got a long torso I've always had maybe like a little extra on the torso in the shorter legs and I think a little bit is that to do is that I wrestled in high school and I used to starve myself to make weight. <laughs> I used to suck weight, as they called it. Uh, where you just didn't eat that much. It took a lot of discipline. It was really bad for me. <laughs> but uh, no, that's, it's, it's, a, it's a part of the gig. It's, um, you shouldn't do that, but you should eat healthy. It's like two days before the weigh-in. You don't eat and stuff like that. And I had, like, you just, like, eat an orange and water. Uh... But it was kind of like learning how to zen it out. It was weird that I went through that. Um, and I had a friend that I would do it, like another dude, you know, we were just trying to make weight as wrestlers and you just, you know, you have everybody's eating so well and you just have to suck it up. And uh, it was a little bit about just, you know, discipline and learning how to do that. But I wasn't doing it the correct way, you know. With health and nutrition, I do think as everything else has evolved in terms of society, you know, some people would say it's de-evolving, but a lot of this collapsing and moving forward and figuring things out is just, you know, a new age is dawning, taking that from a Beastie Boy song, everybody's a new age, darn it, something, 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 um, but that's a dope rhyme. I forget which one that's from. Um, that might be for... I forget. Shit. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? This weed is fucking good. <laughs> no. Everybody, it's... Uh, oh, absolutely. We just move forward. Society uh, evolving. You know, just everything's evolving. Music, herb. You learn. That's what I was saying. Like nutrition everybody's learning and as i get older maybe i'm just getting older and that i'm paying attention to it i'm always like yo this is this new thing man you know but it's like no this is what you do in these times you know people who are just evolving and learning how to eat better and the amount of information that everybody has at their fingertips with these super googles are fucking it's fucking nuts so it's causing a lot of anxiety, but it's also awakening a lot of people in a different way too, which is wild, especially with nutrition and just, you know, I think it's all about having a more, a better life experience, a better 
body experience. You know, I do believe mental health is connected to physical health. So today, I, uh, yeah, I, I was, did my yoga. I did my yoga. I had my playlist on the Spotify. I do my baby cobra, downward dog, do that. Lately, I've been into touching my toes, just rolling over and sitting on my butt and having my legs out and then stretching down. And I remember when that was such a big deal. But nowadays, I can literally just like grab the top of my toes for 10 seconds. That's my new thing. And just seeing how long I could do that without popping anything, because I am, you know, getting older. And I want to pop, you know, you hear those horrible stories about ACLs and hamstrings and stuff like that. And that's by stretching, I'm trying to not have those things. You don't want to cause it by over-exercising or over, you know, overdoing it. That's another thing, man, is extremes. I'm not into extremes. That's when I like the middle. This, uh, this Wicked Joe's, this is a medium roast. They had a darker roast. And that dark roast is just, ugh, it's all right. No, it's, no, it's, sometimes you want it. Uh, but the medium roast is more, you know, that's how I like things. I like my toast, toasted medium. And then even when I get a hamburger, I want medium. What do I always say? I don't say medium well. I say medium rare sometimes. I think I used to say that. Some people eat some raw ass meat. <laughs> uh, but I can dig it, man. Food is food. But... Oh, I did get this dope book. It's a really simple book. It's called The Yoga Manual. Oh, so I'll go through my basic stretches again. So did that. I got the Spotify rocking on the Bose little speaker. I got a little speaker, travel speaker. So I got these, I got these Magnavoles. I don't know what these headphones are called. I don't know. They're, they wrap around and you have to charge them up. There is a charger, but I, and they do run out fast and they're not the most comfortable thing. I just got to up the game my uh, recording devices, but I do find this great for phone calls and working out. But then I also have a Bose like tiny speaker that I do with Bluetooth and rock beats um, around the house. Uh, but I also got this, it's called the Yoga Manual by Jen Murphy. Check this thing out. It's just the most simplest, what is yoga? And it just talks about the stretches and then it also has exceptional guys, real stories. This is Kevin Pierce, former professional snowboarder, co-founders of the Love Your Brain Foundation. Uh, the crash that ended my snowboarding career injured my brain, and yoga has been a big part of my healing process. I had tried it once before, but got hurt and thought, this is stupid. This is not a part of my life. Now it's the opposite. Anytime I can get to a class, I'm excited. After my injury, the, okay. So he's just talking. It's got different interesting people. And there's a surfer here that's telling how he does yoga. Like all the big wave surfers. If you're going to surf, man, yoga's good for you. Oh, five detoxing poses. So these are all the poses. Yo, I don't even know this. The bow pose. That's that thing where you like... You're like a stuck pig, man. It's like uh, you're on your stomach and then you reach back and you grab your feet behind you and you arch your back. But I get, that's called the Bose pose. And that is detoxifying. I did not know that. Oh, the wide angle seated forward fold. 
yo, that's that's just, that's pretty much like touching your toes with your legs wide apart from you for you got people at home. But this is a good book, man. So I did I did my stretch. Um, I did my stretch. So I ran through those poses, and then I did my touch the toes, and then I I did a couple. No, I did a couple knee things. I do the uh, you sit on your back and, and you like almost like you like you're about to do a sit up, but then you cross your leg over to your knee and then you push down. That's a good one. That stretches your inner thigh in a very subtle way, like it's not too harsh. Oh, and then I've been practicing my balance. That's the thing. So I touch my toes and my other thing, because that's what the surfer was talking about, how yoga has helped us balance in houses. And I think that would help me in stand up and in life and us getting older. You kind of, Your balance is pretty cool if you're agile and shit. You can handle stuff. Um, but it's that, you know, I've been practicing, like you take the foot and you put it in the inner part of the calf and the other foot and you try standing on one leg. And I tried it last week and I could only do it for like two seconds, but now I'm getting up to the point where I could do it for like 10 seconds on each foot. I wanna to get to a point where I can just chill. Like your balance, that's so trippy, man. Just to figure that out, like if you got to the point, that's what I wigged out about my flexibility. That's why I started it. Cause it was just like, I don't know, I think I was turning 42. I, think it, I was just getting older and I looked, I tried to touch my toes and I couldn't even get down even near the, I was like stopping at the knee. Like I couldn't eat, I was like, holy fuck, I'm stiff. You know, now I'm grabbing my toes for like 10, 15 seconds. I can't, I ain't fucking around. And so your flexibility and your balance, those are the things that I've been keying up on. So I've been working on my, uh, my balance, doing that shit for 10 seconds on each foot. And then, then um, I meditated. I meditated first, right? So then I meditated. I cut off all the music and I put 15 minutes on my phone and I ran through it. And uh, yeah, I got my mantras. I got three mantras. You know, I think sometimes mantras are a little personal, but uh, I'll show I'm, I do that. I'm getting better every day in every way. I do that and I breathe in and breathe out. And then the other one is, I give love, I receive the love. And then I've been doing my alms. I can alm it up. See, I think alm, when you do an alm, that's pretty much, you know, you're pretty much just massaging your brain. It's literally the vibration to me, you know? And it reminds you of the, it's supposed to signify all sounds of the universe. Like, You know, um, so I do that when my mind starts, when I start having thoughts, but sometimes I just think of a clean window or a dirty window and I'm cleaning it. Sometimes I think of my brain as glass. Like I try to see through it. Like I'm trying to clear all of my thoughts and then I try to concentrate on my breath and try to feel it's about being, being, you know, it's all about being in the moment. Because the moment is the only truth. The future, what the fuck is that shit? Who knows, <laughs> you know? You only have this. That's, that's always gonna be up there and it's always unknown and then behind you is always gone. So it's a lot of just learning how to be in the moment, which is, you know, all the simplest things are the hardest things. 
And that is, but they're not that hard because they're so fucking simple. That is uh, being in the moment and being yourself, you know. And that's that's ultimately what I've been trying to do on stage and stand up. And it's taken forever because <laughs> I'm still figuring out who I am, you know. It never stops. I do like that Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Can't stop the ding, 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 Some people, you know, maybe it's overpopular. I don't know. I think it's still a dope jam. Because uh, I remember when that album popped, and I, that's when I moved to California. And even then, they were kind of like a top 40 band. But just being in there when... Uh, be, I just moved to California, and Californication was like just coming on. Like just, and that's back when CDs really... I remember going to... My seen it at Tower Records because there was a Tower Records in San Francisco. And the last time I was in San Francisco, I know they, they do that. Tower Records was like this, the most awesome record store in America, especially during the 90s. It was like, it was like if you're talking records and CDs and, and, and movie posters and cool shit and books, uh, cool books, music books, Stuff like that, uh, in comics and underground comics, graphic novels, underground graphic novels, like Tower Records was the shit, you know. Um, and the big one, they had one in D.C. I remember going to that one with my boy Adam Jones. I remember driving his funky van and going over there, and I actually remember buying Rush, Fly by Night on cassette for like five bucks. I think it was on the it was. If you don't know, yo, Rush is a great band. I mean, you can't fuck with Modern Tom. You can't fuck with Tom Sawyer. That is one of the best songs of all time. And I always liked when the Beastie scratched over Tom Sawyer. But that's another trick. I think a lot of DJs started doing that. Um, but that groove, their grooves, their bass lines, their grooves, their drums. Uh, shout out to all the Canadians, man. Canadians do some ill shit, man. I do love some, me some Canadians. Um, I do love me some Rush, Trailer Park Boys. Uh, I need to go to Vancouver. I've never been to Vancouver, and I want to go to Vancouver. I dated a girl from Vancouver once uh, back in the day, and she was cool. Um, but uh, I've never been there. I love Canada. I don't love, love Canada. I do like, I would say... I, I greatly like Canada. <laughs> it's like right below under love. No, but I have Canadian friends. Or who knows what any of this stuff means? That's the other thing is there's so much talk about, you know, nationalities and countries and race. And, and I'm just, oh, I'm just like at the point. It might be just because I'm a funky old white dude, straight white dude, but just like over all of it. That's why I, I keep on talking about going back to the earth. That's what brings us back. All to this organic, uh, fair trade big house coffee, man. Uh, Ready and ruckus, wicked Joe's, man. Um, it's a great, great coffee. Uh, USDA. No, I recommend this. But yeah, like I said, the dirt, the organic. You could taste the dirt. I want to taste the dirt and shit. You know. <laughs> I used to have a whole joke about uh, they, there was this big trend. I mean, I guess it still is. Is uh, 
I haven't done this joke in a while, but I wanted to do it. But I used to talk about like farm to table in Brooklyn. There's a lot of talk farm to table, like this restaurant's farm to table. Like they, the farm is right there. The eggs are right there. And I'm like, oh, I go to really crazy restaurant, next level restaurant. I go to this place just called dirt and they serve you just dirt. They just bring out plates of fucking great dirt and you just eat that dirt. But uh, that was the joke of, you know, it's just kind of making fun of, you know, farm to table restaurants. But um, organic, I do like the taste of dirt. I, I could taste the dirt in this coffee. Like, that's what you want. I mean, I like clean, mean, you know, but this is good. Wicked Joe's, check out Wicked Joe's. And as you can tell, I don't know, I feel like I'm super high right now. Um, this herb, this bubble gum, yeah, it's really euphoric. That's what I would say. It's really, I mean, and I am being creative because I think that's what I do all the time. I, like as a comedian, you gotta, I get tired of it. Being creative is hard, man. Like you, after I do these podcasts, as much, as minimal and as you're like, oh, Rob's just saying, oh, all the time and talking about his playlist, like, and he's smoking weed and drinking coffee. No, it takes, you know, a little bit of focus to put everything together, especially since I'm doing it all myself and then to talk and to keep it going and, you know, new ideas. I like it when I zen out and I'm not thinking about it and that's the best. Uh, but it does take a toll. It's like doing stand, like afterwards, I'm like, oh, like being creative. It's a little bit harder than regular shit. I mean, just regular life, but you want to get to the point where it is just regular life and then it's not as hard. Does that make sense? Or maybe we just need more naps, <laughs> but it's hot, man. I'm in New York. It's hot. Like the other day, I love these uh, Bluetooth joints. Shout out to MC Bluetooth um, and DJ Sidekick. But uh, I love these uh, Bluetooth joints, but the other day, it, it's like, it's uh, really hot outside, and I went out to Brooklyn. I do this place called Queen's Brewery in Ridgewood, and they do it on thirty night thir Thursday nights coming up. They did it last Tuesday, but it takes me two trains to get there, and it takes me, like, over an hour. And then the other night, I didn't leave that joint till like, 12.30, and I got home at 3. And I got a, you know, I got a family. I'm up. I'm up and out starting seven. I'm banging coffee. So that, it took a hit. But I pounded some vitamins as soon as I get up. And I don't drink. But the older I get, it's harder to do it. So it helps not drinking. But I definitely smoke some herb at the show. But uh, Queen's Brewery is a good spot. And it's out there. It's called Ridgewood. Ridgewood is uh, like at the, it's at the line of Queens in Brooklyn. And there's now, you know, uh, that's where a lot of young artists and big spaces are. So there, I'm doing another show out, but it takes me two fucking trains to get there from here. It's the only problem. Um, I'm not complaining because if I was in any other city, you know, I'm literally somebody's driving me there. That's the thing about the subway. But the only thing I had these headphones, so it's like really hot outside. And then I would run down into the subway and I get on the train and it's just really fucking cold. Like that's what's kind of nice. They crank on the air conditioner, but it was too much because I went from hot and I was sweaty and it was like almost that point where you catch a cold and my ear started hurting. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, because my earphone, I don't know, it was like the cold in the earphone. There was something, I think I scratched something and these things are kind of plasticky and weird um, that go into your ears. Whoops, uh, I hope that one didn't read too weird, but uh, 
So it was uh, messing with me. Like I had to take my earphones off um, because they go inside my ear. I want to get some real earphones and I'm going to get a a better mic set up for this podcast. But I appreciate you guys listening. This is the hardcore. This is the most simplest punk rock method uh, of this podcast. I got the smallest grinder. I got gifted some weed. I got a glass one hitter. I got some homemade cold brew from these great beans. Um, And we just rocked it out. You know, I'm 48 minutes into this podcast. And I think I could talk forever, especially if I smoked another one. Um, Which, you know, it is called the cannabis. Maybe I'll, you know. But that's what I was talking about earlier, extremes. Like, maybe I'll have a little bit more just to close out the episode. But... But usually when I do these things, like I'm smoking coffee, and then then I'm like, ah, I need to smoke a bowl right after I did this thing that I smoked all this weed on. Because it's still being creative, you know, you're still on point. But that's what I like about this podcast, because I can be kind of my natural self. And uh, and I can uh, share it with you, but that's what I was talking Extremes, I don't like extremes. I mean, well, sometimes you, I guess you... But in terms of politics and in terms even the right or to the left, even religion, you know, once it gets too extreme, it gets annoying. It's like this big attention, like, ah, and then it's like, okay, what else you got? Oh, nothing? Okay. You know, I don't know. Uh, that's, what, that's what I like, you know, being even keel, balance, you know, being mindful as you get older, just try to be more and more mindful and living in the moment and appreciating the moment. I mean, a lot of what I've been thinking about is just how wonderful life is and how appreciative I am to be alive. You know, I think it's really a blessing and a gift. Um, but it's also hard and tricky, you know, going through life, trying to make money, relationships, careers, uh, religion, uh, you know, all kinds of, you know, it's, you know, nobody gets out alive. (laughs) That's what they say about life. But, uh, but maybe the vibration, no, I do believe, you know, I think it all, it's all going to work out. Um, if you stay positive, a lot of it, that's why I've been meditating and trying just to cancel out all the, you know, negative thoughts and just Anytime I feel self-doubt or any night, I'm like, fuck that shit, man. That's bullshit. Get that fucking thing out of my head. Like, I ain't got time for that. I got shit to do. I got some weed to smoke. So, yeah. I like to keep... This is a great cannabis great coffee um yeah this is grown outside like my man was trying to tell me you don't get as high dude i'm just as high as i was on the hydroponic but i don't have that kind of super creep i don't know super fear thing like it's just more of a natural but maybe people get used to that shit some people like scary movies i don't like scary movies uh sometimes i get i mean i appreciate i went through a horror movie phase I, did, I, and I watched all the classics. I mean, I knew all of them. And I went through a wrestling phase. But I, I'm, there's a lot of comedians out there that's all still into wrestling and watch wrestling and shit. I saw Ric Flair when Ric Flair was Ric Flair, man. I watched TBS, the Superstation, 
every day. They had that shit on every day in Virginia, man. I watched it. That was like when cable popped. That was their big show. So I saw Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, the Great Thunderbirds. <laughs> I saw Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes. That's what I would see. But I don't watch that shit now. I love Ric Flair. You know, that's one of the greatest sports characters of all time. Um, and wrestlers and comedians, it's kind of the same thing in a lot of ways. But not, it's completely different in a lot of ways. But uh, but I, I guess what I'm saying is I, I don't really, you know, mess with, you go through phases in life. And, uh, and sometimes you keep the phase and sometimes you don't. Um, yeah, so I don't watch wrestling. But I still listen to hip-hop. I mean, a lot of my friends, it does get harder. But I will say I like some of this new hip-hop. I tell you, I like the beats sometimes when I hear it. The vibe. I get the vibe. I was at the gym and I didn't have... That's the only thing about these headphones. You got to plug them in. And I left them. You know, I forgot to plug them in and the shit was dead. And then I was all psyched to go work out. So I did my 15 meditation. I did my yoga. And then I was going to go down to Blink Gym and knock it out real quick. And I, my headphones were charged up. They were dead. They didn't even, they could they were just dead. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck. So I just plugged them in. So I had to listen to what was ever is on playing at the gym. And it wasn't that bad. Their sound system isn't that great. You know, it wasn't like my Spotify specified super, you know, Bluetooth uh, playlist. But there was like one hip hop song that I probably wouldn't listen to that was like the, you know, new style, new shit. And uh, I got the groove. Like, it does pick you up. There is, like, I don't know. I don't know. They're probably rapping about ketamine in their balls and and, uh, and drinking syrup or whatever. I, you know, that wasn't the hip-hop I was ra- raised on, drinking syrup. But I'm not, you know, it's just the new shit. I, but I do like, I do like the beat. Sometimes the beat, it's a different beat. It's a different tone. It's a different beat. It's a different tone. And I don't even know if I would call it hip-hop. Like, I, to me, that's like trap. But even now, that's like top 40, which is so wild. Um, But I tell you what I really like is that Danny's house... I do like Danny Brown. I think he's a good rapper. Oh, He has a great style. His style, I mean, he's got his own... He's completely unique. But it definitely goes into... As in, in, in hip hop, it's the be real tone, and it's also the Beastie Boys, Adam Ad Rock, uh, tone, which is that nasally, you know, it's like this childish, you know, whiny type of voice, but it sounds funky behind a beat, you know, it sounds really funky, and he does it so good. And his style is so good, and it kind of fits his personality. So I don't even know if he's trying to do that, or I don't know. But Danny Brown, the Danny Show on Vice is a really good television. It's on. I'm watching it on YouTube. I don't so I don't know if it's on. You can't even tell what's on TV and what's YouTube anymore, <laughs> or whatever is a podcast. But I appreciate you listening to this podcast. Shout out to Wicked Coffee. Shout out to Sun Grown uh, Herb that's been gifted to me by a friend, um, shout out Cold Brew, shout out uh, Danny's House, Danny uh, Brown's uh, new show on Vice, I dig that shit, um, um, shout out this yoga manual, the, the yoga manual, Jen Murphy, check this shit out, 
This is a dope book, man. It's just got poses and it's just laid out. It's a simple softback and it's like, a, it's the size of a 45 record. And uh, it's super simple, man. So shout out this yoga manual. Uh, shout out peace and love. And I'll thank you for listening. Like and subscribe. I'll catch you next time.